we live? Yes, we're live. Good morning, everybody. Hey, happy Friday. Welcome to Pre-Market Prep. I'm Spencer. I got Joel. I got Dennis. I got Mitch here with me. Full crew in the house today. Man, do we have a lot to talk about. So earnings, obviously, right? Apple, Amazon, uh, Robinhood, Roku, Intel, uh, oil stocks uh, reporting this morning. So we'll talk about as many of those as we can. But we also have serious news on the China front specifically with regards to Chinese tech regulation, uh, every Chinese stock is ripping off this headline. That, uh, for the moment, it appears that the the storm has abated, that the waters have calmed, that it's all good. At least that's what the market would have you believe this morning. So we'll talk about that. David Trainer is our guest today. He's from New Constructs. He'll have some good insights for us on the recent earnings reports that we're going to talk about he's he he dives deep into the earnings reports. He looks at the adjustments and the accounting and and the things that we don't have time to do on this show. So smash that like button. Here we go. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit. This is Benzinga's pre-market prep with your host Joel Conan. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I've been the penny. I will buy the stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. All right, let's bring on Joel. We'll bring on Dennis. We'll bring on Joel's charts while while we are at it. Joel, what do we got here this morning? Good morning. Good morning. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. All right. So uh, we're in the red by 41 and a quarter handles. 42 and a quarter is our last print. Uh, kind of in the lower quadrant of the uh, of the overnight range. Uh, crewed up 84 cents at 106.20. Gold back above 1900, up $28, 1919.30. Silver still laboring in the 23 handle, up 33 cents at 23.51. Bitcoin down 13.30 at 38.695, that old important 38K level. And Ethereum futures, uh, they're in the red by $109.50 at 28.36. Triple D, you know what today feels like to me? What? What? So I'm going to make an analogy to school. Okay? Okay. It's been a long time. So, you know, sometimes in school, like... You do all your homework and you go to class and you, you like you want the teacher to call on you, right? And then sometimes you don't do any of your homework and you just kind of and you just kind of sit in the back and you don't want the teacher to call on you. That right? was most days for you, right? Right. Uh, you know, they were mixed. <laughs> and then there's some days where you do all your homework and you have no idea what's going on. And so you don't want the teacher to call on you. And that's that's one of those days for me. I so, mean, so the, we, days that, the days that you attempted to do your homework and were like, "All right, I I'm lost." Yes. Yeah. yeah okay. I yeah. kind of feel the same. That's a good analogy. Yeah. I feel kind of lost in this market here too right now. Part of me wants to like buy this dip, and then part of me says, "Give your head a shake." You're losing leadership, like you were saying. I don't, mm-hmm. I'm very torn. I could. Pro- I'm a fence sitter right now. I'm a very much a fence sitter here. Still trading market neutral, no bias, and obviously 50% cash. But I could be talked into buying a couple of stocks. I don't know. 
Maybe we should do the show today. I mean, it's we a really tough, it's a tough market. Maybe the chat's yeah. got to tell us what to do today. Yeah. Because here, here's let's just lay it out. So we're going to get into the details on all these stocks. But you got Amazon and Apple down. Obviously, bring the overall market down with it. Then you got China. The exact opposite direction. Huge bullish catalyst for the overall market here. I mean, you've got Alibaba up 10 bucks. You've got FXI. And the headline there is potential less regulation. Always, you know, the case it's regulation, lockdown. They don't care much about the lockdown as much as they care about this regulation thing. So, I mean, huge headline. We'd be way up on the S&P if not for Amazon and Apple. So, I'm torn. I'm torn here, at least for today. I'm torn. And then you throw an end of the month in it. Yes. So, which, you know, this is the last day of the trading month, which is always a little bit more wild. So all I can promise you today is lots of volatility. But look at your overall situation and try to figure out whether if you're too short or too long. I'm staying balanced because this is a tough market to call right now. And, you know, and another thing, too, I mean, if you want to uh, just go to the whole leader, like this is what every, everyone wanted. Okay, let's take down the fang. Let's take down the mega big cap. You know they should have been in the bear market, and then all the all the little guys. You know the the it could be a broad market rally this time, and it's not just going to be the mega cap leading us to the promised land. So, uh, you know, once again, you know, a lot of uh, like just really loose area here in the forty two hundred handle, IWM. You know, makes a new low, breaks those monthly lows, but comes back and has yeah. a strong day. So yeah. it'd, be, it'd be interesting. This this is gonna be uh this could be an interesting session. We that yeah I, that afternoon rally caught me by surprise too. I mean, it was absolutely vicious. We were looking like we're in trouble here again around eleven o'clock. It's like this market feels like it's gonna give it all back again. Obviously, we opened strong, basically gave most of it back. And then around 11 o'clock, they started buying, and they did not stop buying. And they bought the market up yesterday, 100 S&P handles, into the Apple and Amazon earnings. And then what happens? They pull the rug out. Apple, Amazon pull the rug out from underneath the market, especially Amazon. And and here we are. So now we're at the crossroads here. You, you, have, you have buyers underneath. You've seen that. So you have underneath demand. You have overhead supply. So do we just keep shopping around? That'd be bad. that'd be bad. I mean, that I might be what happens. Yeah. The only thing so, is, so let's forty three hundred. I'm just looking at the S and P's right here, and three of your last five highs right there for ninety two sixty. Um, we actually matched uh Tuesday's high to the tick yesterday. Believe it or not, at oh three fifty. So that's your clear line in the sand. I will, you know, I'll put the Mister Bull, Mister Bull uh, cap on if somehow we can rally above this these two highs, three highs in this area and settle above it. If not, I, I you don't, you got to lean towards, you know, a retest of those lows right there. Boom. Oh, okay, Spencer. So let's jump into it. Yep. Amazon was the first report that right at four o'clock and the S&P's tanked on this and rightfully so. This is not good. Talk about the Amazon report. So, okay, here's the good news. Uh, the cloud business is, is booming. <laughs> You can't stop AWS. This thing's growing at like a 40% clip every single quarter. Uh, so that's the good news. AWS is an absolute monster. Here's the bad news. Mm-hmm. There is probably no other company that is more exposed to inflationary pressures than Amazon, right? And this is sort of the the other side of the coin 
Um, they've invested so heavily in, over the last 20 years in becoming this epic logistics masterpiece, right? Uh, throughout the entire supply chain, they've got factories and, and the fulfillment centers and the last mile delivery and this entire thing. And now that we're experiencing real inflation, nobody is experiencing it worse than Amazon. They're filling mm. it up and down their supply chain. So that is the bad news. It's hitting the company pretty much across the board. It's hitting their margins. It's hitting their 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 their, their earnings. It's hitting. It's it's impacting demand. Um, so that's the downside. Is that in an inflationary environment, Amazon is in a bit of a, in, a, in, a, in a bit of a pickle here. And Joel made a great point as well, and they talked about this on the call. They really had no choice during the pandemic. They had to double, triple down on on building out more fulfillment centers because demand during the pandemic went through the roof and they, they had to invest and they had to build more to, to catch up with demand. Now we're basically past the pandemic. Okay. Demand has come back down to earth and they're kind of stuck with all this, you know, this, all this investment that they made in, in land and in these, in these new fulfillment centers that they don't really need anymore. Um, so they admitted that that's going to weigh on things as well for probably for the next cu- couple quarters. Um, so there, there is some good news here. It is the cloud. The cloud is a monster. It's still growing. It's a beast. Uh, the bad news is... This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. The rest of the business, as for as long as we are in a high inflationary environment, yeah. Amazon is probably not going to be great. That's the and- way here. And it's not a cheap stock. And it's the reason that I sold my Amazon. I had it for a long time, a year and a half in the long-term portfolio. I took a lot of heat. I sold half at 3200 the other half at 2900 And I took a lot of heat when I sold that from my Twitter account. Everybody's saying, I'm stupid. I'm going to be rebuying the stock of 5000 I said when I sold that day, I think it could have a date with 2000 um, That's where, because we've seen so many of these pandemic winners and Amazon was definitely a pandemic winner, give it all back. And it's kind of my thesis is that I think eventually Amazon could be the one that gives it all back too and ends up back at that 2000 level from where it was at the pandemic. I said I would rebuy my shares if it got back down to that 2000. Um, We're halfway there. Yeah, 2000. Where do you think the market's going to be if if you're buying that thing at 2000? Well, if I miss it, I miss it, but... The one thing to consider here, Joel, is I'm all about valuation here. Right. Amazon was good, but what what is the P on Amazon? I mean, what is it? Fifty? Catch me catch me off guard it's, here. It's fifty. No, it's Danny, 50 I was asking too. you where the market where like where would the spoos be if, if Amazon? Well, we're at twenty six hundred today here, Joel. So if if Amazon falls twenty percent, the spoos aren't going to fall twenty percent. The spoos would be down another five or six percent if Amazon's at two. Okay, that's what I wanted to know. So, okay. which is possible, and I've said all along, I think you know S and P's down twenty percent is not out of the realm of possibility. It could be three ninety four hundred in the S and P. Okay, yeah, that's a possibility. I don't know. I don't have a crystal ball, 
<laughs> I don't know anything for certain. All I know is they've been punishing. The reason I sold it, and I sold it a while ago at 3200 and 2900 It's some stock I didn't want to sell. But I'm like, I'm seeing what's happening here. They're selling higher valuation stuff, and they're selling the pandemic winnings. So my sale so far, which I'm average sale price is about 3050 looks to be correct. It's almost halfway to my target to get my shares back. So I don't know if that's going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen soon. Um, you know, I, I don't think like I don't think it's going straight there. I'm not saying it's going to 2000 today and nothing. No, I know. Week. This is a big sell off and there'll be a digestion period here. But do I want to come in and buy 2600? Is the stock cheap with a PE of 50 in this environment with inflation is hitting them from all sides like Spencer Israel just pointed out? I think there's safer bets. So I, I'm, I'm at this point in time, Amazon, it came to 2000. Would I load up and get my shares back? Yeah. Not not a twenty six hundred. Also, there's gonna be there's gonna be some layoffs at the company, right? And there's gonna be some write downs from all the extra real estate that they accumulated. So you gotta, you know, when and if that's you know when I think it's gonna happen, but I'll say if. I mean, they have too much real estate. I mean, and they needed it because of of the pandemic. We're not in a pandemic situation anymore. So, I mean, I know the cloud is, you know, growing like gangbusters and I don't know where the equilibrium is on that to be able to to offset it. Uh but um and once again, we if we, there's anything that we've learned over the last year, year and a half is when you're looking at the bottom right chart, correct? And you take out an area Right where there's nothing underneath it. Nothing underneath it. No, there's nothing. There's nothing underneath it. This low was twenty six seventy one forty five. That that's going to be resistance today. I mean, there's just the so the twenty five hundred uh, twenty four thirty seven is your next monthly low. Now we know stocks don't drop five hundred points in one day, mm-hmm. but it can certainly work work its way down there. So. Uh, I'm going to camp. I'm, I'm with you on this one, Dennis. I mean, is it having, it's zippity doo dies, Amazon having its Netflix moment? It's a possibility. We've seen this story. We've I don't know about this... that. I don't know about that. Okay. Well, we've seen this story again and again and again where a company disappoints, though, and then continues to leak. We saw it with Facebook last quarter where, you know, buying on day one, you're in trouble. We saw it with Disney last quarter, I think it was, when the stock gap down from the 150 to 135 area did have a rally in there but eventually um you know starts to come to the market pressures as well it's the kind of market that when a stock disappoints it's not the thing to buy it on day one and a lot of people are going to buy amazon today and i'm not sure that's the thing and that's going to bring us to apple because i'm not sure apple was a disappointment i am still long my apple position i did sell 25 percent of it but i'm still long the majority of my apple position is still one of the biggest stocks in my long-term portfolio um so but i'm not sure that quarter was that bad i mean we're down here and you can pick it apart and the market media will do their best because the stock is trading down but initially we gapped up on apple and initially apple actually brought the s&p screen believe it or not you can see it on the chart joel we were down to 25 handles apple went up six bucks and the s&p's just slightly you may not see it on the s&p charts because might have been closed at that time but spy actually no it was open the s&p's went green Spy went green just for a brief, yeah, maybe like thirty seconds. Because the, the spoos, the spoos never went green. But anyways, no, it's, they did. It's safe. No, no. Well, then they they were because they closed them from five to six. But yeah, but I, what I'll time did right they now, add? SP, time? SPY went green. SPY briefly. did. 
Yeah. SPY. Well, SPY been... is spoos, Joel. I know there's no separation. It's just because the spoos are closed. Yeah, it's not. It's not yeah, the, it's the close not... was eighty three fifty, okay. and the high is seventy nine seventy five. I don't. Yeah, because your stupid close is in four o'clock. <laughs> That's the S and P futures. That's why I don't subscribe. So I don't subscribe to S and P futures quotes. I don't need them. They want to charge professionals seven hundred dollars a month for them. It's a complete waste of money. You have SPY. SPY is a much better indicator because one, it closes at four o'clock. So, you know, you're looking at a 415. What the hell is a 415? You're always trying to rectify. Well, we got to no, rectify. Four, four, four. Stop rectifying stuff and just use SPY. It's the same thing, and it's a tighter spread. So SPY, superior vehicle to the S&P futures. If they start going 24 hours, it'll be a lot better vehicle. Yeah. Because there, obviously there we don't know. have the 8 to 4. It's the only time I need the S&P futures is 8 p.m. to 4 a.m., and I'm sleeping during that time. But when you've got SPY, you have no reason whatsoever. Remember, dividend day is the only day that'll screw you up. But you don't need S&P futures quotes if you have SPY. All right, can and go SPY back to- went green. All right, can we go for back a to- brief second? Can we go back to Apple, Apple now? Learnings. Can we go back yes. to Apple now? Yes. All right, we, we had this we had this argument probably every month, and it's annoying. So, uh, bringing it back to Apple. All right, um, Apple's quarter. Uh, honestly, really was 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 pretty good. Um, the big question I had going in, and I think a lot of people had going in, was, all right, what are they going to say about China? Um, they they admitted that the lockdown, the COVID lockdown that uh, is in China that has happened like about a month ago, um, it's going to hurt them. Okay, they said it's going to be uh, a four to eight billion dollar hit to the company, four to eight, not not forty eight, four to eight billion dollar hit between the ongoing chip shortage. And the lockdowns in China, uh, that's mostly gonna gonna they're mostly gonna see that in the current quarter right now. It's gonna impact their next earnings report in, in, in three months. Um, demand is strong, okay. Uh, the d- demand is strong. It's been hit a little bit, but it's still it's still strong. The bottom line is, I think they kind of punted. I feel like they kind of punted. They they said yes, China is gonna hurt us. The chip shortage is still going to hurt us, um, and so that I guess we have that question answered for now to some extent. But now the only question is: All right, all that matters is in three months, do they say the same thing, or does it get better? Right? Uh, but the, I mean, the services revenue hit an all-time high. Okay, yeah. this company makes more makes more money from its wearables, which is their watch and the and the AirPods. They make yeah. more money from wearables than Netflix does from its entire freaking business. Okay. Yeah. Uh I mean it's still Apple we're talking about here. So and they're coming up with more products. They they acknowledge serious near term headwinds. I just don't know. And I frankly I I think Amazon and Apple are similar in this regard. I, I don't know how long those headwinds that we have right now are going to persist. I don't think they know either, to be clear. But yeah. it's a question of: Do you think that these headwinds are going to exist in two years? Um, because if you do, then there's serious reason not to like these stocks. But if you think that we're going to move past it, then maybe you want to think about buying here. That's kind of my take on 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 the Apple and the Amazon reports together: is serious short-term problems. Um, we don't know when they're going to end, but if you believe they're going to end, then maybe you think about think about buying. I I am torn here big time, and the stock's not cheap to relative to itself, you know, and that's the one thing everybody says, oh how cheap, so cheap. Stop saying stops. Stocks are cheap. None of them are cheap, but you know it doesn't mean they can't go up. 
and stocks haven't been cheap for a long time. That was a good quarter. $90 billion buyback isn't going to hurt here either. Uh, yeah. Not providing guidance, there's some issues. So I'm, I'm just going to say, I cannot, I think it's a coin flip. But I will say is where Apple goes today is where the market's going to go today because we already know Amazon has somewhat disappointed. Apple is still at the crossroads here. It rallied six bucks off it, then it sold off ten bucks off it. Now it's back to scratch. It doesn't know where it wants to go right now, and I don't think investors know where they want to take it. But at the end of the day, we'll have more information. If Apple turns green and starts to go higher on the day, the S and P's could be in really good shape if apple mm-hmm. rolls over like amazon did the s&ps are in trouble so only thing that really matters at this point right now to the s&ps is apple the biggest component uh by far so important yeah and the other thing too is like you know you try and like give your own like fair value on a stock right and uh but it just had such a you know a great day yesterday i mean it could be primarily because of the s&ps and then it tacked on another seven bucks yeah. and it went to 170. So if you're looking to buy the dip, I mean, what's fair value? And I, I think I will go, it's definitely not the close from yesterday. And I'm not sure it's about the close from yes, uh, uh, from well, two days ago, the close was 56, 57. The close yesterday, 63, 64. I'm just going to go in the middle, 160. That's where the paper congregated this morning. If you're buying here, stop at 160. If you want to wait and buy it at 160, then you know you have to lean on. I don't know the low. Uh, you can lean on yesterday's low, but 160. If Apple closes above 160 today, I'm all in. Bullish Apple closes below 160, then I think we got a date with 155. It's but- so important, and this is, and obviously most days, but because it hasn't really. We're still in price discovery mode here after this quarter. It has chopped around so much that they still haven't figured it out. They've already decided they don't like the Amazon quarter. Amazon hasn't even snipped. You know, even on the rallies in the S&P, Amazon isn't rallying. Apple is still trying to decide, do we want to go green? Do we want to go green? It hasn't figured it out yet. When that quarter hit, you had Dan Ives on CNBC and you had a million other people taking the victory lap and saying (laughs) how good of a quarter. I'm serious. It was like there were, they had it, two yeah. or three analysts on CNBC during the Apple release, and they were all like, wow. You know, the one was bearish, and he said, Apple, take a bow. He's like, I didn't see that coming. That was just an excellent quarter. And now because the stock goes red, they're all going to try to find the fundamental reason why it's turned red. But initial report was that this was a good quarter. They hammered it because it just hammering stocks. I don't think it. I don't think Apple really did much wrong in this quarter, besides maybe not providing guidance, which is never a great thing. But I, I'm torn. Well so. well, so part of it is that it, there was like almost no color in that Apple release last night. You had to be on the call to get the number or the comment. Oh, yeah, it's going to be about a four to eight billion dollar hit to our business due to chips shortages in China. You, you had to wait for the call to get that, uh, first of all. So they kind of saved the bad news for the conference call, which happened, you know, an hour after the release came out. Um I, and by the way, we we were streaming the Amazon the Apple call last night. I was I was there. I was watching it, and um, my favorite moment came near the end of the call when an analyst was like, basically asked, "You guys have a lot of cash. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do with it?" <laughs> and Tim Tim was he basically pun- he punted on it. He was like, "Yeah, we're always we're always evaluating our options." But he it was a, it was a non answer answer, and I I just love that. Because uh, I saw a few comments in the chat that Apple needs to do a deal. They haven't made a major. Are they coming out with a car? Well, there's no mention of that. So we've been hearing about the rumors of the Apple car for like 
five years here now. So that's what I just, I think that they're just, they're holding cash back that because they're eventually going to come out with their sneaky creating something in the background. They always are. I mean, nobody is more sneaky than Apple. A lot of times you don't even get a sniff and then all of a sudden it's like, whoa, you know, they got a new product here. I mean, we all know. Yeah. But really, you know, it's been an iPhone company for a long time, but those people are innovative there. There's going to be another product that they come out with another big one. And it's been a long time since we've seen like a, like a, a, a new product, you know, you get an Apple watch, you get an iPhone. I mean, it's all kind of the same thing, but I think they're going to go off the grid here and be something like we didn't see coming. So I'm trying to think top man, has Apple had like a major product flop in the last like, 15 years? Maybe they have. I just can't think of what it was. I mean, the watch originally was a flop, but then obviously I've even got one now. They've kind of, you know, <laughs> I mean, ran with it enough that we all started buying them anyways. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I thought the iPad it was stupid, but then I, then I got <laughs> that might be the worst call ever. <laughs> the iPad, I said. Oh, uh, uh, iPads are pretty smart. Yeah, I, I, I mean, yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's, whatever. The point is, they print money. Um, the, the iPhone revenues is about half the half the business still, but services is growing, right? We've been talking about services the past few years. Yeah. So, um, oh, Todd says the smart speaker was not good. All right, I, I never, I never got that. So. I guess I guess there you go. Um, well, let's let's move away from Apple and Amazon sure. here. We have I was gonna so say I don't know about a car, you know, because there's like so much competition out there for yeah. a car. Right it's just because it was right? rumored for so long. Yeah, and and people are not buying big ticket items, right? In, in this, uh, right? Not right now. And so um, yeah, maybe yeah. I mean, I, I again, we've been hearing about this thing for like for like half a decade now, and every once a year we get like a rumor, like a little nugget. Like, oh, they're hiring for this secret project, Project Titan. That's yeah. all we get, though. So, I don't know. Okay. Uh, so, let's, let's, let's relay the groundwork here in case you're just tuning in now. So, yeah. we have the S&Ps are weak because of Amazon and Apple. And now, you're starting to get an overall market rally here in a lot of different, um, and the S&Ps just coming off the lows. Overnight, we had some major news out of China. And you have a vicious, and I mean a serious rally here in China this morning. Give us the details here, Spencer. On China, so there's two headlines, right? Uh, there is one headline from the South China Morning Post that says there's going to be this this meeting of the minds uh, in China where they're basically going to uh, meet with top business and tech leaders and assure them that it's all good, that there's not going to be any crazy regulation. And that's on the China side. And then on the China-U.S. side of things, there is a report from Reuters that the, our, our governments are working together on this this list, basically, this agreement that would make it so that Chinese companies, Chinese stocks in the U.S. don't have to be delisted off of U.S. exchanges. Multiple so you've got two, headlines. two bullish headlines here as it relates to China this morning. That's why every Chinese stock, if you look at your like up movers and Benzinga Pro, yeah. it's all Chinese stocks that, yeah. that are up. Everything. Yeah, and last time this happened, the S&Ps ripped higher on this. But again, because you got Apple, Amazon holding it down, it's making the S&Ps not rip higher. You've got two very opposite pulling forces here on the S&Ps here. This is huge. I mean, these are big moves. It's good news. Whether you can believe it or not is another case. But right now, the market believes everything. And Alibaba's up 12% here now. We'll just go through. JD's up 15. Baidu is trading up 9 Billy Billy trading up 14. I mean, Pin Duo Duo up 16%. These are huge moves, getting back a lot of the losses. 
uh, from the last Tough. month. I mean, wow. Wow. I mean, and, and so headline driven. I mean, here you had no positive headlines for the last month and stocks just leak, 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 basically almost give the entire gains back. And now we just rip higher here in one day and get half those losses, half of last month's losses back here in one day. It's impressive. Uh, the one thing I'll say is we've gotten a half dozen of these headlines out of China in the last year, right? Oh, it's all good, right? Things are going to get better. Uh, when have those gains ever held? Is my yeah, they question. don't. They haven't, and that's yeah. the one thing to consider. But we did have follow through when we had you know the, the rumors of this back in March. You had the Alibaba, the big move from seventy-seven to one hundred in one day, and it went to one hundred and twenty. Went up for another four days after that. So I don't yeah. know. Fading on day one hasn't been the play. Yeah, but eventually fading has been the play, and selling your stock has been the play into this strength. So I'm not long any of these things. So um, and I sold a lot of my emerging markets, well, my Chinese funds, on the last run up. So wish I was long. I mean, I wish I was turned around and bought them all four days ago. Just I'd be cashing in if I bought these things three four days ago. I'd probably ring the register today. But mm-hmm. tough tough to call, you know, because you know the next headline. You're throwing darts. Be. You're throwing darts yeah. with the with the headlines yeah. the next day. You yeah. really, yeah. And that's that's a tough way. I'll just say you hit 104. Uh, you faded back to 100 uh, mid range of this whole thing. I get 100's a good barometer. You stay above 100, you got to stay positive. Below 100, get back. Gaps really don't mean that much in this because you know of it. You know trading overseas, but um, you backed off there. If you want to target one target on the upside, could be the pre market high right off that open 104.24. Uh, where do you want to go next? We can go Roku, we can go Robinhood, or we can go Intel. I'll let you all pick. Where well, we Robinhood's just interesting. And obviously, that we, we kind of knew it was going to be a disaster quarter. I mean, sure. it's amazing that the market didn't, but you can just see what's happened to retail. I mean, every retail darling stock has been crushed. So it's it's kind of predictable that volumes might be dropping here. Maybe, you know, their accounts might sizes or accounts may not be growing as much as you think because not that many people are excited to go, oh, yeah, I'm going to go make my money be a day trader. I mean, now they've realized that, hey, this isn't as easy as it was in 2020. And Whoa, what happened here? Do we have a, do we have a number? Yeah, we, we, we lied you, right, Joel? Oh, what just happened? You guys didn't warn me on this one. No, I didn't. No, and I was just thinking about it, too. Yeah, I, I didn't even... What it's is the something. number at 830? Had to be an 830 number. We were not ready there. for this. No, we were not. No, um, it's not a number. Maybe it's not a number. It's 830 on the button. The message it was. Okay. got to be a number. Uh, consumer spending. Damn it. All right. Uh, we have consu- uh, consumer spending and, and personal consumer exp- expenditures uh, out at 830. Uh Personal income was up, but uh, how is this consumer spending number? Let me look real fast. <laughs> it's a 10-point drop and boom. I don't know. It looks like there's, they bought the, bought the dip there. We'll see. That was a quick 10-point drop, and they went bye, 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 bye. The, they are. They're still in buy the dip mode here. And that's why part of me thinks this market, if Apple can go green, this market can go green. So keep Apple on your screen. That's it's a good – yeah, I, I tried to bring I – I had them both up here. And uh, uh, just to show the spine exactly what you were talking about. but I feel like Apple like wants to go green. I also feel like this S&P futures could end up green today as well. And all that comes off, Apple rolls over. So we all got to know what happens after 930 on Apple. Because when the real money starts to come in, 
Correct. Well, I don't know. This market feels like it wants to buy this dip. And as it's a only a buck fifty four. It's only as a, a trader 54. putting my trading hat on, I think I'm buying the dip too. I'm not put I'm not saying I'm taking myself a fifty percent cash long term portfolio. But as a trader right now, I might be swinging bias to buy this dip. I'm still I'm still torn. I'm still it's hard. Uh, yeah, this is it's some day like it's a Friday, it's the end of the month. I mean there's just a lot, a lot of things going on. Just, uh, you know, just uh, to plant your flag, you so, know, in the ground and say, you know, but whatever. That's that's what makes a market, right? So tell us about the Robinhood quarter, Spencer. Yes, okay. back to the hood. Robinhood, I, I, I may be the only one that thinks this, but honestly, maybe my expectations were way too low. Because it was objectively a not great quarter, but I, I kind of thought it was it was going to be worse. Uh, the bottom line here on Robinhood is every major metric that we look at came in below estimates and in, in most cases uh, below where it was last year as well. Okay, So their EPS missed, their sales missed, their monthly active users missed, their transaction-based <laughs> revenue missed. In fact, their monthly active users were down 10% year over year. Crypto revenue missed. Equity revenue missed. Um, Bullish. What 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 else? Oh, they're withdrawing their guidance. They're they're not they're not giving guidance anymore. So uh, average revenue per user uh, missed and was lower year over year. Um, everything was bad. But I honestly, I guess I thought it was going to be way worse. Because it, so for example, their monthly active users, uh, fifteen point nine million versus uh seventeen point six million in. Oh no, sorry, seventeen point. Uh, seven million in Q1 last year, so down around ten percent year over year. They lost two million uh, users. Uh, yeah, oh. year over year. Which honestly, though, but day it, traders packing it in, going back to their real jobs, Joel. But uh, still, though, fifteen point nine million people to me seems kind of. Wait, like, wait a second. They lost. They lost two million users. Monthly active users, year over year. So what was that? Like three million dollars in accounts. <laughs> um, but maybe my expectations were way too low because I thought, oh, that's all right. I mean, let, let's be clear. It was a, it was not a good quarter. Okay. Everything was came in below estimates. Everything was down year over year. Um, they're withdrawing their guidance. But I kind of thought, hey, 15.9. If you would have asked me, hey, how many monthly active users do you think Robinhood has knowing they had 17 million last year? I would have guessed like 12 or 11 or 10. But hey, they, they got almost 16 million, which is. Anyway, higher than I thought. How, it, was, it was a bad quarter. How many insider buys has there been in Robinhood since the IPO? Uh, let's look. Yeah, I'm just Red curious because I know they let those guys out early and Red they Penny. dumped it. They dumped it. They got out of that covenant early. Remember that? And they dumped it yeah, early. Oh, man. that they. I'm going to the insider. insider they activity. blanked all over the street, man. That is just... Oh, I can't believe that those guys made off like bandits, okay. man. How many insider buys? Oh, sell, sell, sell. <laughs> Is there oh. none? No, no, no. They, oh, yeah, yeah there's a buy. <laughs> Who right. bought? Who's uh, the hero? And we, we had some option extra, extra uh, options exercised. Uh, yeah, they sold calls. Where do you get that? Where is that information? From? This is. Oh, I'm glad you asked, Dennis. Free information. I'll I'll, I'll back up for you so you can yeah. see how I got here. All I did was I went to Benzinga.com, the yeah. homepage. I went to that tools button on the right hand yeah. side. I went to Insider Trade. Really bought a cool. thing. Bought a boom. Yeah. I searched H O O D. I went to Robinhood, yeah. and boom! Look at that. 
two clicks. That's like a six-week course, Spencer. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, Anyway, so uh, it hasn't been public for that long, right? So we only have, you know, a couple years worth of data here. It's only been Yeah, they sold calls. That's what they sold. It's only been public since... uh, yeah. Anyways, so, I don't know what to say about wow. this. I mean, I'm just gonna say wow. Like, so is there a second page here? Nope. Or is that it? That was it. There was one insider buy here ever since the uh, public. Yeah. <laughs> that tells you everything you need to know. I mean, when nobody's willing to put their money in, they're all just dumping, 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 dumping. Yeah. Um, the only reason to be long this thing is the potential for a takeout, which I still think is there. But I don't know if it's going to go down to five bucks and get bought out for eight. I think eventually somebody will buy Robinhood, but it isn't going to happen at 20. It isn't going to happen at 30. It's it going to be like a 50% premium from where the current price is at the time. I'm not saying it couldn't go down to four and then get taken out at six. So, I mean, it's hard to just be in it for, you know, for that reason. But think That's about the, worst the clientele. The clientele right? thought they all had to figure it out. That day trading is easy. Remember that video? It's like, I just buy the video. The I just buy the go higher. Yeah, everyone yeah. remembers that. Everyone remembers that video. I, I just buy. What do you do? Well, the stock pulls down. I just buy and I wait for it to go up and I just sell. And I make more money than I can at my current job. Way more money just doing this. So this is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. This was the benefits of 2020. And not going to be like 2020 forever. Now people realize, hey, this isn't as easy as you know I thought it was. And no, it's not as easy as they think it was. That's why I trade market neutral, not just market bullish all the time, because I'm trying to smooth that earnings curve. But I mean, this is the clientele a lot. And, and this is some smart traders around, don't kid yourself. But there, of those 2 million people that left, the majority of those people were just, I buy the dip, I make money. And they're realizing, oh, this sucks. I'm not, it's not working anymore. I got to go back to my regular job. Part, part of it was also just people were freaking bored, man. People were bored. Sure. Okay. We were in a sure. pandemic. Yeah. Um, I have friends that. that I have friends that were do, that doing the Robin Hood thing because they were bored. And sure. But now they're back to their lives. Right. So, you know, where's um, GameStop? I don't know, but let's bring on our guest today, David Trainer, uh, founder and CEO of New Contracts. He's been looking at some of these earnings reports as well. I think he has some thoughts. David, good morning, man. How are we doing? I'm doing great. Uh, I love hearing you guys talk about Robinhood. We've been bearish on that from the IPO, uh, and and I agree totally with Dennis. Uh, the only chance this thing doesn't go to zeros if somebody steps in and buys it. We think um, that doesn't happen before six bucks. It's a broken business model broken business model. I mean, it doesn't work. It's basically, it's cannibalistic. You're selling investors on the opportunity to exploit other investors, right? Like when that's all you do is sell order flow uh, and it's undifferentiated. Anyway, we, we've been saying that since IPO and um, saw it go up and come down. It's good to see markets be a little more rational and, and finally price this thing the way it needs to be priced, but it does have a lot more downside. I mean, that's the problem. And people get caught up and think about $80 a share. Oh, I'm going to buy it at nine. I'm going to make it a thousand percent. That's the <laughs> mentality that's out there. That, like, if you talk to just a regular person, they think that the stocks eventually always come back. And this is a stock that probably will never see $80 again. It will probably no. never see 70 or 60 or 50 or 40. No. I don't think it'll see 30 again. Could it see 20? Maybe we go and we turn around and get a bull market as possible. But the, the, my point was going to be that if you buy a stock at 80 or you buy a stock at 10 and it goes to a dollar, the $10 buyer is in just as worse shape as the $80 buyer because they lost basically 90% of their money. One lost 99, the other lost 90. 
So, I mean, this is the problem with just picking bottoms on stocks like Teladoc and Robinhood. It's because if they go, and I'm not saying Robinhood's going to go to zero, but if they go to zero, they're all, you all are in the same boat. The $80 buyer, the $10 buyer, the $5 buyer, the $2 buyer, they're, it's still worthless. So you got to get out of your head that it's 80 and you know, there's just things don't always come back. I, I think you're right, Dennis. People have this mentality because they've been spoiled over the last 20 years because of, you know, the, the, the Fed has just kept the market going up, up, up. Yeah. And they don't really, I think they're really under-equipped to deal with a, a new regime, right? A new regime that's just based on the fact that there's not infinite amounts of money. When there's not infinite amounts of money, you just can't keep throwing it into the incinerator. you yeah. got to be discerning. And if you're yeah. going to be discerning, you got to make sure you put your money in stuff that's not going to go to zero or not going to have a 90% decline because it has no profits and its valuation was extreme anyway. So at some point, people are going to have to wake up a little bit more and pay attention to fundamentals or they're going to find themselves out of a lot of money. I'm going to say and, there there ain't no way Robinhood goes to zero. Somebody, maybe Fidelity. I, I don't think so either. Will, will I think it's a bad them. example. Could Teladoc yeah. go to zero, though? Uh, maybe. David, what are your thoughts on Teladoc? Uh, yeah, another bad business overpriced. You know, I, I, I don't – I'm with you. Like, look, we've been we've been doing this for a long time. And we, we had a short on mattress firm back in the day. And – you know, and it got bought out for a ridiculous overprice, and, and the, the folks in South Africa bought it and immediately wrote it down down close to zero. So it was, it's, it, it created a term in our shop that we call stupid money risk, which means, hey, you know, as bad as a business might be, you never know there could be someone who would come along and buy it for a ridiculous price because I've seen it happen a couple of times. We just saw it happen with Twitter. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> um, and. And and I'm starting to wonder, you know, you know that was over a lot of the last 20 years. <clears throat> I'm wondering, you know, like maybe that's not the case so much anymore. What really do some of these other firms have to gain from buying Robinhood? Is there some special technology or technique there? Just is the user base there? It's I accounts. Just, it's accounts and the money that's in them. That's all it is. Just not, accounts. Is that us? You take Twitter was a stupid buy from Musk? All right, let's not get into this. Yes. <laughs> I, don't, I just don't know if those Robinhood accounts are that good. I just think that Fidelity and Schwab and these guys are like, you know what? We don't, really they don't need that. Them. They don't need that. Give right. us something bullish. Come on, David. Come on. Give me something bullish. I don't want to. been right, though. David's I... been bearish on this show for a while here now. And I'll give you props. You've been absolutely correct on a lot of this stuff. Right, give here. us more bearish stuff, then. <laughs> give us more bearish stuff. Even a broken clock is, is right, you know, twice a century. He's been right. right. He's been okay. right, guys. <laughs> no, we've got some. We're, we're definitely bullish on a lot of stuff. It's all boring, though, right? So I like just boring. Push. Yeah, boring is good. So, you know, we we, we love um, HCA. We've been bullish on Shell. Um, we've been that, that one's been a really good one for us. Uh, Owens Corning, DR Horton, Simon Property Group. This is going back to, to the COVID days. These are some really long. Wait, days. wait, wait. I, I want to talk about this DR Horton here. Okay. Home builders are looking like a mess right now. So, what, what do you like about DR Horton? Uh, the fact that they are focused on a niche of the market that is going to be growing the fastest, and that's the the low end of, of homes. So the most affordable homes, they have the highest returns on capital. And so they're taking share and in the fastest growing part of the market. Absolutely. Interest rates are going to put a damper on, on home building, right? But when you're looking at a stock like DR Horton, you, you know, it's prices if its profits are never going to grow. So any kind of growth you get here is going to be really good. In fact, it's pri it's prices if its profits are going to decline by seventy percent, so that so that that's the difference in us. We're going to be bearish on stocks that don't for companies that don't make money, and who've had and have valuations 
that imply their profits are going to be ridiculous. Teladoc, Robinhood, <clears throat> Tesla, just the list goes on. But we'll be bullish if a company makes a ton of money, has really high returns on capital, super profitable, but whose valuation implies their profits will permanently decline, right? That's good risk reward. That's what fundamentals is all about. So, you know, we also like, we recently wrote reports on Intel, right? We think that that has become sort of the tech version of, of too important to fail because we need somebody to make chips in the United States. We can't rely on Taiwan. They're going to put listening devices and chips that come out of China. And Taiwan's probably going to be become China soon, not too soon, right? Or in the near future. Um, so oh, we, need, we need Intel. All right, stop with the bearish talk. Stop with the bearish talk. <laughs> now we can fall. Well, he's talking so, to you. I'm on bullish on Intel. I'm bullish on Intel, right? Yeah, yeah so am I. I got in, not in, much to show for it. And in, but Intel is priced, and I think we're still in a regime change here, right? I, I don't I don't think it's too early to to you know to, we need to get in these names now, and, and there's going to still be some downdraft, but the, the shift is going to be inevitable because so much money is going to get lost on these speculative Kathy Wood type names that people are going to throw up their hands and finally say, "What do I got to do to find something safe?" What about what about the banks? I mean, they are, uh, you know, they're full-blown recession, depression, end-of-the-world mode here. What do you, what do you think of the, like Bank of America, J.P. Morgan? What do you, what do you think about those banks? J.P. Morgan is our favorite. It's best in breed. Uh, you know, I saw an interesting report on on J.P. Morgan pointing, talking about them as being almost like the Fed, the closest thing to the Fed in a private sector because they're so big and can issue huh. so much debt. Um, but they've got the highest returns on capital. Um, we think the best internal controls and we've been scratching our heads about banks for a little while here because there's a lot less risk um, in banks in general, we feel. So it's like a low beta, almost an index fund play without having to be in an index because it's just so low beta. Um, but recent performance is tough, right? I mean, the you know, I, you know, I don't know. I mean, I feel like on the one hand, Joel, like you know, interest rates going up is really good for banks. Um and, and, and I think a more rational economy is going to be good for banks. But you've also had a capital markets bonanza. You know, these guys have made so much money in trading in the capital markets the last few years. That's not that's not going to persist. So you, you got we got to hope for a trade off from big capital markets revenue to traditional lending revenue. And um, the consumer looks really good. Right. I mean, all the reports on the consumer is that they get flush with cash. Credit quality is good. So there's there's still some some growth there, which which I think means the recession, if we have one, won't won't be that big. Uh, David, I'm curious if you have any thoughts. Were able to catch any of the the, the big earnings reports from the last couple of days, right? Meta, Facebook, uh, Meta, Apple, Amazon, etc. Yeah, no, absolutely. We've 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 got thoughts on on all those. Look, I yeah. think Facebook is uh, you know, that's a business in transition. Um, you know, they had one of the best sort of you know virtual monopolies on personal information that they monetized uh rather unethically i think you know i mean you, you put all your stuff up on sort of what i call facebook is the is like an online yearbook right and it's not really a great invention eventually someone was going to do it right because the the the, the hardcore yearbooks that, that you know you guys and i grew up with that you know as soon as you print it it's out of date but an online yearbook you can update that thing forever and that's what facebook did and eventually someone was going to do it and then facebook did a great job of taking all these good people's information and selling it to people who you know they didn't know about um 
obviously that's got to go away because I think there's just, there's more awareness and there's less tolerance of that going forward. And what Apple did, you know, put a huge dent in that business. So what's, what does Zuckerberg do? He's smart. He pivots to something new. He's making a big bet on the metaverse. And I think at this point in time, for me, you know, look, Facebook looks cheap. It has all the hallmarks of good fundamentals for us. But when we look into the future, I don't know if I'm willing to bet that the metaverse is going to take over or that Facebook will dominate in the metaverse because yeah. I don't know about you. It just feels dirty. Like it's one thing for me to be in my computer and be giving away all my, all my uh, information into Facebook, but then to walk into the metaverse where it's like I'm being looked over like, you know, a, a swimsuit model at, at a sports bar, you know, I mean, like they're going to be just checking and watching every single thing I do to monetize it. I don't know if I want to step into that. Mm, yeah. That's a good point there. I, I totally hear you because I like, like the swimsuit model at the sports bar thing, but uh, I don't think I would be doing that. I mean, that's just, that's crazy. I mean, what about uh, Amazon? You know, look, Amazon has been, uh, it's, it's almost, I, I don't, I wouldn't put it into the meme stock category because it does have some really great businesses, but it's been really expensive for a long time. Mm-hmm. It was time for it to have it a little bit of a comeuppance um, and, and see some downside. Uh, you know, one of the things people don't really always realize about Amazon is, is that it's just not a, it's not a very profitable business. Um, free cash flow negative for most of its life. Uh, you know, and that's not to say, again, it's a bad business. Um, it's you know, it's ne- it's it's returns on capital have been decent. But nowhere can nowhere is good uh, as the other firms, um, and so this is one of those where as the other big tech firms, uh, it's one of those where it really seems like a great business on all accounts, great earnings, but you know we're showing that they've burned um, you know over a hundred billion in free cash over the last five years, a hundred billion. I mean. The one thing is Amazon is the poster child for is the focus on the top line and not the bottom line. I mean, this is, you know, if you go back 20 years ago, businesses were focused on the bottom line. I mean, making money. I mean, this was the important thing. And we've, you know, in 2020, especially, we came all in a full circle where they didn't even care at all about the bottom line. It was only the top line and growing the top line. That's all the market cared about. And now the market has shifted again back to looking at the bottom line. It's why stocks, obviously all the Kathy Wood stocks, but uh, it's why stocks like Amazon have turned out of favor now here too, because to your point is they make money. They make some good money, but you know, it's been that focus on the top line growth and the market right now is concerned with making money. Yeah, no, I mean, that's Dennis 1000%. And I I would take it one step further. Um, Absolutely. Everyone cared about the top line and and we're seeing that go away for sure. Not just in public markets, but in private markets, right? Where you got people closer to the business, it's not all about growth. You've got to make money, and I would say, you know, it was all about the top line, and then it was all about sort of the income statement. You know, if I can see earnings, I'm happy. I think mm-hmm. the next step people are going to actually take into account the balance sheet because that's when you look at when you look at Amazon, the balance sheet is hor- horrendous. I mean, the amount of capital they've had to plow into keeping that business growing is huge, and it's not the income statement where they don't look good, and, and it's not the income statement that causes. $100 billion in negative free cash flow over the last five years, it's the balance sheet. And again, fundamental analysis is about taking into account the entire financial picture. And fortunately, you know, there are tools now these days that allow people to do that with some scale and skill 
uh, that they just didn't have in the last 20 years, right? You know, Robinhood doesn't have any fundamental analysis on their websites. Neither does Fidelity. Neither do a lot of these firms. Uh, and so now there's technology out there that makes that stuff possible. And that's what people need to come back to. And at the end of the, at the, end of the day, there's no really no good reason to not pay attention to fundamentals to begin with unless you just can't access it. Right. I mean, why ignore relevant information for investment decision making if you don't have to? Uh, you know, it's more fun if you're a meme stock investor, you ignore ignore everything about except for getting, you know, hanging out with your buddies. But uh you know, I think that now that fundamental technology is out there to make good fundamental analysis available, people should use it. Uh, couldn't agree more. David Trainer, the founder and CEO of New Constructs, uh, got some great research over there. David, always a pleasure, man. Have a great one. Thanks for coming on. Thanks, David. Thank you. Good to see you guys. Thanks, David. All right. Uh, he, he always brings his A game. Uh, David does. does. Uh, it's 8.52. Let's do a few more stocks here. Let's do like, um, I don't know, like a Roku. How, how's Roku doing today? Uh, it was Last I checked, it was like the one earning stock that was not trading down. Uh, earnings per share came in below estimates. Uh, sales came in below estimates. What else do we have here? Anything relevant for Roku? Um, it just was not really expected after Netflix that this was going to be an epic disaster, and it wasn't. And if you look at the initial report, the news algos, which did someone take that down to seventy five bucks? Yeah, they did. Joel, that was the news algo. They're like, "Oh my gosh, Roku missed. Hammer the bid. Hammer the bid. Hammer the bid." <laughs> and then the algo's done selling, and that's like, well, we knew they were, they were going to miss. <laughs> what do you expect after this Netflix debacle? So then they just buy right back up. So the news algos and people, again, I'm going to go on the rant here again. I even saw some, some study that Benzinga had or whatever, you know, that, you know, people are becoming more confident in algorithmic trading. Algorithmic trading, there is so many dumb people running algorithms that don't know what they're doing that there's some smart people don't kid you citadel virtue geniuses their algorithmic systems are awesome do you think they're hammering that citadel hammering roku on an earnings report they're not making calls like that no way. They're, they're completely out on that they might be buying it maybe if it just gets to a stupid level but there is like so many algorithmic tools available to new traders it's so dangerous and it's so and and there's so many algos that simply just have no idea that the people behind what they're doing that I honestly don't know how some of these news algorithms make money. Some of them are really good, but there are some dumb ones. And I don't know who's just hammering Roku down 15 bucks on an earnings report, but it's not humans. I mean, they, they hammer that thing so fast. It's not human, no They're way. reading it. They're reading the news. And it's impressive to be able to create that, to be able to read it. But I mean, holy man, they make some bad decisions. And here we are again. They knock it down to 75 and things at 95. They just pissed $20 away on something that everybody kind of knew was going to happen. So miss, miss, fine. You knew it after the Netflix quarter that it was going to be ugly. So I'm not surprised. This is a little bit of a relief rally. Am I coming out here and loading up Roku? No. Um, but I'm not selling down 20 bucks on a miss that we all knew about. Uh, support it. This is like one-star numbers. Uh Coming down to 92, uh, had a pair of highs there from Wednesday and Thursday, potential support. Um, on the upside, uh, looks like the century mark. I know you did you did sneak over that. You went to 102.49, uh, but the dailies, where are those two daily highs? Right in that area too. Wow, 
respected uh, the dailies on that. Uh, 102.49 uh, splits your four and five day high. So 92 to 102, maybe potential range, Roku. A couple of uh, trades to talk about. We had Elon Musk selling, what was it, about four uh, billion dollars worth? Four billion dollars. It's $3.9 billion, uh, 4.4 million shares uh, worth of Tesla. That came through in a couple filings late last night. The filings didn't hit until, you know, after 9 p.m. Uh, he did tweet that there are no more share sales planned after, after today. Uh, the question is, were all the sales accounted for in those filings? Well, I guess we'll find out today. today. When I it, don't think so. I think you'll see another filing tonight. Because oh. if he's trying to raise 20, what's he trying to get? 20 billion? And he would have had some raised already from his original sales. I'm yeah, so it, there's it's 21 billion is what he would need to to get to, to afford the rent. That, that, that's like the that's his the last remaining part of the Twitter deal is $21 billion. So just because he says that he's done selling, one, do you believe it or not? But two, even if you believe it, there might be a filing still to come tonight. He might already sell and it hasn't hit the board yet. So don't be shocked if you see another Tesla headline where tonight where Musk hits the SEC uh, filing that they've sold more stock. Yeah, so, so wait. And, so, and the so, media will run with it. He said he was done selling. Right. So, so Chinton's point is, yeah, he may, he may, may very well, he may be done, but we don't know if we know all of the selling, yeah. right? Like yeah. that's, that's the thing. He might be done, but we only know about this for uh, this 3.9 billion. There could have been another 2 billion in there that we don't, we'll, we'll, maybe we'll find out today or tomorrow. We don't know. Right. Sometimes these things are delayed. So sure. If you believe him, then he's done, but that doesn't mean that he hasn't already sold more than we already know. I think it's a ridiculous pop here today. $20 up because and it, it's it's up because he said he's done. So, yep. which if we were this worried about it, I mean, I guess that's why it sold off 150 bucks here over the course of the last three days. So I think, okay, it's relief, but I'm having deja vu here. We, you know, we went through this before and it yep. was done and then more filings hit and then they hammered the stock again. So be cautious buying Tesla here. Um, And then I got to say, I'm a little bit, disappointed uh i might i may be the only person in the world that really i i thought i saw telelock yesterday and i thought okay like there's there's no way kathy wood can buy this today there's just no way and of course she, does. Of course she did she bought one hundred thirty thousand shares across four funds no she bought more than that spencer look at your thing again 600 and some thousand shares oh shoot i'm sorry yeah, you're you right saw one fund there was five fun four funds that bought it I, I I tweeted right. out last night. I think it was like right. six hundred and you're right ten thousand right. shares. Michael. You're right. Sorry, my mistake. So she bought six hundred thousand shares, and I, I mean, I, I really did not think she was going to do it. I of thought she does. I, I thought even Kathy would. Surely she has her limits, and this is it. No. And I, I I I clearly that was stupid of me to think that because she's uh, not going to stop because this is her mandate. She wants to buy growth at any cost. And she's not going to stop with her strategy. And at the end of the day, she's going to be right or she's going to be wrong. Right now, it appears she's going to be very wrong. But, I mean, maybe it turns around. Maybe all these companies turn around. She ends up looking like a genius. I do not think that's going to happen. I think she's going to end up looking foolish. But, I mean, this is just – she averages down and averages down and averages down. They keep giving her the firepower to do it until you start seeing major you know, outflows into her funds. She's got the firepower to continue to put money into these disappointing companies. And she's going to continue to do it. 
I mean, and for those people that say, well, yeah, but, you know, she's had a bad year or two, but look at her track record. Look at the track record and let's bring it up. It's not great. ARKK in 2014 was $20 a share. It's $48. So it's went up about 150% in eight years. And that same time period, the QQQ was 100, has went to 328. So if you add it all up, and um, she's underperforming the Qs, or, or at least the, the NASDAQ 100, substantially, substantially underperformed since her inception. Yeah, so she has is- underperformed the market substantially. There it is, since her inception. She's taken on way more risk, and she's being, you know, and, and obviously a lot less reward here. So, I mean, you got to start analyzing and say, maybe she just got lucky with Tesla. And that's it. And I think that's it. I think she got lucky with Tesla. And it really, you know, and then everybody just piled in all of her companies. And now they're realizing that she's not a miracle worker. She's not seeing, you know, something that we're not seeing. She simply got lucky that she put all her eggs in one basket off the bat. And that basket hit. You know, she bet it all on red. And red came in. And now it's coming. It's like, okay, this person isn't, you know, the next Warren Buff. This isn't person you know, the disruptive technology. So she's massively underperformed. So stop giving her credit that she's outperforming the market overall because she's not. She's massively underperformed the market since her inception. Check Everyone, if you want to like read a few <laughs> questions, there's a really good Twitter thread that I retweeted last night on Kathy Wood. If you just go to my Twitter, I'm at SJ Israel. I retweeted a thread from a... Uh, um, a money manager, uh, an asset allocator who uh, had some good thoughts on Kathy Wood and, 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 and ARK Invest as a whole. So check that out. Uh, but I, that I just want to say I'm going to bolt. I'm going to yeah, say yeah. I like Mitch's shirt. That's what I, that's what I want to nice hey. right. Peace, my man. Nephew. Peace and love. Peace Dance and love, world, baby. What were you going to say? Well, because I take heat and they say, why do you keep pecking on Kathy? Why do I constantly tweet it out? Because I'm trying to lo- use her as a lesson to teach people. This is a teach. She's a teaching tool of what not to do. She does everything wrong. So it's, you know, the averaging down, the adding to losers, you know, it's all the rookie mistakes. That's what she does. So I'm trying to use it as a teaching tool all the time, buying companies and not even looking at valuation and then making it up and then justifying it, you know, in different ways on TV. She's going to come on CNBC again at one o'clock and she's going to justify in different ways and you know what arkk is going to have a 10 or 15 percent rally sometime everybody's like she's back she's back but then in two months later it starts to leak and starts to give it back again that investment philosophy of buying stocks at any price just because they have some growth does not work growth at a reasonable price does so i'm going to continue to talk about this because it's a teaching tool for everyone else because a lot of people have learned the hard way and she's going to eventually learn the hard way too and she is by her eight-year underperformance of her fund so i'm using it as a teaching tool all right i gotta hop as well i'm gonna get ready for our next show all access going live in around 10 minutes or so mitch is gonna take the reins here and then after this show ends mitch is gonna come on over to our next show with me. Maybe we do some live trading. Ryan, Zunaid, uh, through the open. So um, we got a little bit of live trading today. Just just, just, just a smattering, a little appetizer of live trading today. So Mitch, the floor is yours. I'll see you guys over on All Access, our next show. Dennis, have a good one today. Let's go, let's go, guys. Who's ready for it? Let's go. Money Mitch taking on over. Yes, I got a little tie-dye shirt. Shout out to my nephew. 
he made it for me. So uh, who knows? Maybe Kathy's just a, a stock hugger instead of a tree hugger, stock hugger. Hey, can't blame her. All right, let's go ahead. Let's take a look at some of what? None other than, of course, Benzinga Pro's trading widget. Um, everybody that has Benzinga Pro can go ahead and check this out. You go here to his left-hand side, click the ideas. Right now, we're on a beta testing this out. Would love to hear some feedback, so feel free to definitely go ahead and give some feedback up here in the top right where it says, do you like this feature? Check it on out, guys. I'm giving two stocks this morning. I'm giving I'm a bullish on American Airlines. Yes, I said it, guys. Bullish on American Airlines. Check that out. One of the things that I've been seeing is the oil prices dropping. Yes, we got a little bit of a spike yesterday, but I'm going to see if we keep getting that drop in oil and look to see if the airlines get a nice little move on up. Another area that I'm looking at is GFL, and that's what? Waste. Why am I looking at waste? Because, of course, I always look at the industries, and right now I could clearly see that industrials are starting to push significantly. We're going to keep watching to see what gets strong in this in this sector, but we have already seen, of course, what did we see early on? We saw um, kind of farming and heavy construction lead when we saw DE and CAT make that move on up. Now I'm looking at waste management in this se sector to see if it can keep moving on up. Another one uh, looks like U.S. Steel earnings right now. Uh, did it come out? Let me take a look there. Uh, let's take a look at steel. X going to give it to you. Is it going to give it to me today? We'll be watching that. Um, let me take a look here to see if I got the earnings. Oh, the conference call is in progress right now. It looks like U.S. Uh, forges all-time best Q1 net earnings um, and foresees the best uh, ever Q2. So uh, definitely we'll keep watching here. Let's see a recap here of the earnings. Look at the estimate. Let's look at what we got now. Um, you can see the estimates and the actual were a little bit off there um, in the past there in Q4 in 2021. Now we're going to see how they're doing now. It looks like U.S. Steel beat on estimated earnings by 3.39%. So not the craziest on the EPS, uh, $3.05 versus an estimate of $2.95. Um, and then revenue was up $1.57 billion for the same period last year. Uh, definitely. You know, one of the things, and I, I, I'll give you a shout out, Jay, in the chat. I did see there that you talked about steel early on, and because of the China news, potentially getting a lift in those steel names. We'll see what happens. What's going on out there, Ron? You reach Mitch. What's up, man? All right, uh, amazing. Well, I don't, I don't know what's going on in the chat. I'll catch up there, but let's go ahead. Let's keep it doing. All right, let's go ahead and look at what stocks I'm going to be looking at today. Uh, definitely check out the trade ideas widget. And let's go ahead. Let's take a look more at the sectors. Here's X. We'll see if it can get back above 32, uh, 33.25 today. That's the level that I would be watching for it to get through. You have a little bit of a morning trend line. We'll look for it to get on up here and then start trending out. American Airlines' is worst run uh, domestic airline possible? No, definitely not. I don't think American Airlines is the worst run airlines possible. I would have to say that would be Spirit Airlines. But, hey, that's personal opinion just because I've been on the on the airlines. Uh, let's go ahead. Let's take a look at some other plays on out there today. What are we looking at? I also saw here, and I'll give you guys some insight on this, is I've been seeing consumer defensives getting a volume boost. One of the things that I look for, of course, is sectors to start getting that push. If we take a look here right before 
kind of in April 11th through about the April 20th time, we started building up some volume here in the consumer defensives. They started pushing, then they pulled back to support, held that support, now have gone sideways about one, two, three, four days. I'm gonna actually look for these to come back into favor what are the stocks that we could be looking at here? Of course, you can be taking a look at maybe some discount stores. You know, Walmart has taken a little bit of a sidestep and now could continue to go. Uh, we take uh, we took a look at Target as it's it rocketed up there to two. 254 now could come back as it pulled back could give you that throwback look to keep pushing another area where you can take a look at of course is household personal products you could take a look at procter and gamble to see if we get through that 165 level today that's going to be an interesting level to watch i'll also be looking at ul unilever here uh put in a nice day yesterday and it has a gap to fill up there the gap goes until about let me see here what the close is there. The close, we got uh, 47.70. So that's where I think that you could fill in the gap today. That's UL. We'll keep on watch of these households. Uh, we can take a look at lodging. I did take a swing trade, full disclosure, on Airbnb uh, yesterday on the live trading stream. Right now, we're looking good. We're up there towards 158. We got this one pretty low yesterday. We got it down towards 155s. Uh, we're at like 155.30s. Now we're looking at this at 158. Traded all the way up to 161 yesterday. So we'll see if these kind of reopening trades can start moving here. I'm looking for a move back towards the trend line up towards 166, eventually going towards 172. We'll see if we can get on up there. That would be about a 10% gain there in, in Airbnb. We'll look to sell a piece and see if it can continue moving. Uh, of course, the... The Chinese stocks up today. We'll keep on watch on those. Uh, you can take a look also, of course, in lodging. You can take a look at Hilton to continue. I'm watching to see if that's going to keep going or Marriott to go ahead and keep pushing. Does Marriott get to the 200s? We'll see what happens there. Now I want to go through stocks that you guys want to take a look at. These are some of the stocks that are on my radar. Of course, I'm also going to be watching Roku and Fubo because Roku is up slightly. We'll see if this affects Fubo at the gates. Fubo down to $4 and something cents. So I do think you could see a short squeeze in that stock. Is it going to happen? Of course, like always, well, I don't know, but I definitely will be watching to see what happens out the gates. Now I see a lot of stocks rolling on through. Let's go ahead and let's take a look at some of these. All right. Uh, AA doesn't hedge fuel. American Airlines doesn't hedge fuel. Yeah. I, I mean, if the, if the oil prices go down, it's definitely going to help them out. Uh, let's go ahead. Let's take a look at some of these other ones. John says, I think we could have a relief rally, then retest 4,100, drop below. Um, we'll see what happens. Uh, definitely, there's, there's both sides of the market right now. Mitch, any other refiners on your list? VLO had earnings and it's been nonstop. Let's go ahead. Let's take a look. Uh, VLO. Okay, so you're looking at Valero Energy Corp, and this has been taken off, right? In the last kind of four moves, you're already getting a 15% move, actually more from the bottom there towards the top right now. You're talking about a 22% move. So yeah, this one's definitely going on up. What I would like to do here is, so you see here how I can get an RSI on these stocks. I'm going to actually go ahead and give you what has similar RSI that's pushing. So a PA. RR is one that I'd give you. And I take a look here. Let's take a look at a further time frame. You can see here on the weekly how it's approaching these highs. It could go uh, pushing through that 17 and really give you that lift. Another thing that's pointing up for it is how you can see the RSI holding the bottom of that 
clicking back towards the top, you want to see it take that out. So like if you drew a trend line on the RSI, you want to see this get on up here towards the 70s and 80s and 90s, showing you that overbought and really pushing into the trend. We'll take a look at some of these names. You could also take a look. I'm just going to read some names off here. VTNR, that one's an interesting one. Look at that weekly chart. Above $10 looks interesting. Let's take a look at the daily. Last three days, it has been getting a little bit of push. Of course, remember, these are lower uh, volume traded stocks, so you got to be careful with these. But definitely, there's some definitely trend here that you're seeing, and that's oil, gas, and refining. So you could also take a look at the industry overall, how I like to take a look at, and you can see how this has been really getting strong. One of the things that we want to see on this one is – is this one loves to get when it gets a nice drive it gets a good volume pop so let's see if we can get some more volume to come in during this week as we are getting a lift here in volume but i want to see something show up where you know you get a bar up here showing you like 50 million and then we can see that next drive on up like remember here we got a good amount of volume to add in it tests the support and then rode back up then when we started declining the volume declined a ride back up with volume and then pull back, pull back on this pullback, getting volume is a good look if we can now take out the highs there and continue in the industries. All right, guys, it's 9-12. I'm going to take you guys on over to all access and a little bit of live trading. I'm going to take a look at some of these live trades, maybe nail one right out the gates. So you guys come right on over to all access. Check out some stocks. We'll get into some stories after some live trading action. And like always, Hit the like button. If you guys appreciated pre-market prep today, Spencer Israel, Dennis Dick, Joel Conan, killing it like always, guys. Hit the like. Let's keep it going. And, of course, welcome to pre-market prep. Now we get all access. Let's go ahead. Let's get into the trading action. Let's go. Say goodbye your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.